Hey, and welcome to the Resound Church podcast. Whether it's your first or your 40th time tuning in, we're so glad you're here. And we pray that you get something powerful from today's sermon. Prefits. Last week I spoke about giving up. You know, Christ himself said that we have to give up. And um, there's a play on words as we use this. Luke 14, says this, so you cannot be, become my disciple without giving up everything you own. We know what Jesus meant when he said that. Um, and, and, and you know, often when we talk about giving up, it has a negative connotation, but the reality is it's a good thing. There are some things that we ought to give up on and other things that we've got to give up to God. And so, you know, Luke 14, sums it up, but I'm going to say some controversial things this morning. I don't want you to be offended. But the reality is this. It was somebody's false expectations of Jesus that had him killed. Think about that. It was the Pharisees of the day who had an, a false expectation of Jesus that ended up in him losing his life. Now we know there's a larger narrative, but I want you to think about that, how something so simple can end up in something so tragic. I'm going to read to you a bunch of passages of scripture this morning because I think it is important that we understand it. Now the Pharisees, as you know, though the religious leaders of the time of the Sanhedrin were the religious uh, council, And a key part of their responsibility was to look for what? The Messiah. That was their job. They were to look out for the Messiah based on their learning from the Scriptures, based on the consultations they had with significant leaders, based on their interpretation of what they read. Their task primarily was to look out for a Messiah who was coming. The challenge is this. They were looking for a Messiah who was different to the one who came. In other words, they expected something and didn't get it. And because they didn't get it, they killed the one that came. Let's read some passages of Scripture. Luke 3 verse 15 says this. The people were waiting expectantly and were all wondering in their hearts if John might possibly be the Messiah. And so to get some understanding of this, the whole climate, the the Jewish people were under Roman rule. And they were eagerly waiting for a change in power. They were expecting the Romans to be destroyed and for the Messiah to come and to reposition Israel in its rightful place. And so this wasn't just something that happened quietly, but everyone was looking for the same outcome. Everyone was eager. Everyone was expectant of some significant change. Matthew 11, 1-3 says this, after Jesus finished instructing his 12 disciples, He went on from there to teach and preach in the towns of Galilee. When John, which is his cousin, remember, when John, who was in prison, heard about the deeds of the Messiah, he sent his disciples to ask him, are you the one who is to come or should we expect someone else? So you've got a cousin asking his cousin, are you the Messiah? In other words, there are some things about what you do that seem to indicate that, but I need some clarity. And so again, this tells you something about the climate. They're all expecting the Messiah to come. Luke 23 and verse uh, 35 says this. 
The people stood watching and the rulers sneered, even sneered at him. They said he saved others, let him save himself if he is God's Messiah, the chosen one. The people around began to get cynical. They were looking for a Messiah and they figured that Jesus didn't meet their expectations so they wiped him out and then they began to taunt him. If he's the Messiah, let him prove it to us. In other words, you don't know what you're you're doing, you don't know who you are, we're in charge. It's It's a statement of pride, a statement of authority and the result was the destruction of Jesus the man but also Jesus himself who was God all because of expectations. John 7, 25 to 27 says this, at that point some of the people of Jerusalem began to ask, isn't this the man they are trying to kill? Here he is speaking publicly and they're not saying a word to him. Have the authorities really concluded that he is the Messiah? But we know where this man is from. When the Messiah comes, no one will know where he is from. And so again, there's this commentary, if you like, people debating what's going on. They're saying, well, if they think he's the Messiah, then, then what are they doing about it? And then they're, they're also at the same time, their minds are saying, but hang on, the Messiah, we won't know where he comes from, but we know where Jesus comes from. So there's this debate that's going on. And what they're actually doing is counteracting their conviction with their expectations, which were false. And because of their false expectations, they chose to reject Jesus as the Messiah. Of course, not all of them did. We know that, but many of them did. You know, false or misplaced expectations are the result of a fixed mindset. When you lock in on something and you think you've got it right... You leave no room to be wrong. You you put yourself in a position of authority. You put yourself in a position of pride. And what you're actually doing is saying, this is how it should be. And when it's not as you think it should be, then you reject it. You don't assume that you're wrong. You assume that the other person or the other thing has somehow got it wrong. Do you know, Jesus tried to change their mindset tried to change their understanding. We know that the bulk of the time that Jesus was on earth, he he was taking the Old Testament as we know it, and he was reinterpreting it for them, helping them to understand how it was that he fulfilled many of the prophetic uh, words that were spoken of him. And yet because of their fixed mindset, because of their attitude, because of their pride, their false expectations resulted in the, the end of his life. Luke 24 and verse 45 to 47 says this, speaking of Jesus. Then he opened their minds so that they could understand the scriptures. He told them, this is what was written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead and on the third day and, uh, on the third day and repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. Again, Jesus is trying to teach the people about some of the prophetic words that they'd forgotten or didn't understand. And he's trying to help them understand that he is who he was, who he said he was, and his actions, which were proof of the fact that he was the Messiah, were actually true indicators of where he was headed. John 7, verse 31 says this 
Still many in the crowd believed in him. They said, when the Messiah comes, will he perform more signs than this man? In other words, there were people that believed and people that chose not to believe. And it was all based on their expectations. The ones that believed had an open mind to what could, that, what could take place. The ones that didn't believe remained stubborn, cynical, and fixed in their mindset. We'll get to a point in a minute. John 10, verse 24. The Jews who were there gathered around him saying, sorry, the Jews who were there gathered around him saying, how long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. There were enough indicators for them to know that Jesus was the Messiah. Yet what they battled, what was going on in here. John 12 verse 34 says this, The crowd spoke up. We'd heard from the law that the Messiah will remain forever. So how can you say the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? It's easy with hindsight to look back and see how they got it so wrong. The tricky part is this. Sometimes our fixed mindsets, our false expectations do damage to us and to our future and to the people around about us simply because we're not willing to give them up. Some points to consider. The people of their time had fixed their minds to the point where they became unteachable. They rejected Jesus because he didn't meet their expectations. Their expectations were either ill-informed or they were false. And finally, they missed out on what Jesus was offering, which was actually freedom. The application for this is applicable every single day. Now, you may say, oh, well, you know, we're not in that position about Jesus. No, we're not, but we are when it comes to connecting with people around about us. When you see somebody, you have an expectation of them, and what you've got to do is work out whether or not you will give in to your preconceived idea or whether you will allow yourself to be educated. I know for some of you, you look at me as your pastor and you think, well, he just doesn't meet my expectations. And that's probably right. But you, the, the fault is not mine. The fault is yours because you expected something that I never promised. You, you, you assumed I should be a certain way. Ruth assumed that I would still have hair at this stage of my life. So not my fault. I, I, I didn't have any choice in the matter. It was her expectation that was wrong. And so just a few more things that I want to say. We need to give up on creating an expectation of someone that they've never committed to. I don't know how much time and effort I spend talking to people and I'm actually not dealing with a real issue. I'm dealing with their disappointment at somebody else when that somebody else has never promised to do what the person expected them to do. We all do it. It's right to go to a mechanic and expect your car to be fixed. There's no problem with that. Why? Because the, the expectation based on their reputation and their 
uh, vocation indicates that you should get that outcome. The reality is, the reality is it doesn't always happen that way. When you go to the doctor, there's an expectation that you've created that they will somehow resolve the problem. The reality is they'll do what they can, but they're not miracle workers either. Some of you have an expectation of your boss and your boss doesn't fulfill that expectation and you get all upset and bent out of shape. And the problem is not your boss, the problem is your expectation of your boss. Because if you knew he or she was a failing human being from the beginning, then it's easier to lower your expectation and then to be surprised by what they offer. You see, our responsibility is to love the people around about us. But when you create a false expectation of somebody, then you get disappointed very, very quickly. And we, we need to adjust the way we connect, the way we relate. We need to give up expecting someone to be something they are not. Need to throw it out. Say, you know what? That person is what they are. My humour will always be dodgy. You just, just, you probably come to expect that now. It's never going to be super intelligent. It will be momentary, uh, spontaneous, sometimes funny, sometimes edgy, sometimes inappropriate. Uh, But it moves on quickly. We need to give up, and listen to this carefully, we need to give up on focusing on our needs and in the process attempting to extract something from someone else to fulfill ourselves. Do you know, most of the time when I talk to people who are upset about something or someone else, their expectations haven't been met. So what they're actually saying is, I'm annoyed because Terry didn't do what I expected him to do. And what they're actually saying is, he didn't give me what he, I thought he was going to give me. And when we all do this, you know, we expect something of someone. You know, if um, I, I make, normally when she's home, I make coffee for Ruth every morning. She's still in bed. I get up early. Whenever she says she wants a coffee, I get the coffee and I deliver it to her. And it's all good until I don't do it. Why? Because I've created an expectation. She goes, well, are you in a bad mood? I said, what do you mean? She said, you didn't bring me a coffee. I said, no, I just forgot or whatever. And, and, and so if you can understand this, you creating an expectation on someone else is usually to fulfill your own need. And when they don't fulfill your need, you get upset or annoyed. And then you get to a place where you fix your mindset and make out that you're right to expect it. And that they're the ones that are actually wrong because they didn't fulfill your need. Can I say this? The world would be a better place if we just didn't demand, each other, uh, demand so much of each other inappropriately. Let me go back to where I began. Jesus found himself on a cross because the false expectations of the religious leaders of his day condemned him there. We know that Jesus is and was the Messiah, but because he didn't tick the boxes that the religious leaders wanted, he paid for it with his life. 
When it comes to interpersonal relationships, do you know, I think many relationships are destroyed because of false expectations. And I'm challenging you today to give up your expectations. To allow yourself to be taught by what it is that someone has to offer rather than demanding from them something that they are potentially not able to give. Said it before, I'll say it again, you know. I may not fit the criteria you have, but I've never promised to fit the criteria you have. Can I twist it round? You may not fit the criteria I have for you either. But unless you've promised to fulfill the criteria, I've said, then it's wrong for me to expect it. Imagine if we lived in a world where we simply received what people had to offer rather than tried to extract from them something that they'd never committed to. The world would be a better place. I want to pray and then I'm going to introduce you to Mason and Jess. But I want you to think about it. Would we have been in the same place as the Pharisees were in Jesus' day had we been in their position? It's a question to think about. It's a question to ponder. Probably better not to answer. Let me pray. Father, I'm thankful that your expectation of us Your requirement of us is so, so very simple. All you ask is that we give ourselves to you. And then you lead us along a journey, along a path of learning and understanding, love and freedom. My prayer today is that for every single one of us, Father, that our expectations of one another would no longer be a barrier or a hurdle that somebody has to jump over, but rather that our mindsets could be adjusted, that we could become teachable so that we could receive from those around about us the, the beauty of the gifts that they have in their personality, in their, in their strengths, and even in their weaknesses. Father, my prayer is that as we go through life, that we would remove our fixed mindsets, that we would adopt an approach that simply loves and receives from one another. Father, help us as we go through this process to give up our expectations, especially the false ones, to give up the fixed mindset, to give up the demands for our own needs to be met so that in it all, we might be free and those around us might live in freedom as well. I pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thanks for listening through this message recorded live at Resound Church in Melbourne. You can find out more about who we are online, including our service times and live streams. Have a great week and we'll catch you next time.